Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Knicks podcast, the podcast where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA and sports. I am Jason Talbot and with me, of course, Marcus Chinqui. How the hell are you? like that intro. Uh, doing, I'm doing all right today, you know, I just, I'm getting that dental work stored away, you know, I finally went for the final, final touch-ups, so. What's the verdict? Uh, I mean, I got the crowns in. I just got to work on that bite. I had to even it out. And I got to go back in like two weeks just to make sure everything is settled in nicely. Uh, well, you sound good, man. You sound, uh, yeah, you know, I'm able to eat some food. I'm, I'm, I got my energy back. A little hot, though, man. It's, it's steamy here. What is it in New York today? It, was, it, was, it reached almost 90. It was a 90 actually. here, yeah. Yeah. And as as That's as stuff. you may have guessed it, don't have the AC. Ooh. Tried to get. I knew it, dude. I knew it. Now, I knew guy, it. This guy. So, this this guy's plan is to slowly kill you, <laughs> so that way he doesn't have to pay you any money. So, what happened was the guy, the maintenance guy, is supposed <laughs> to come in. I talked to him. He's like, "Yeah, I'll be there on Friday to install the AC." I was like, "All right, cool." Left the key for him. Come home. Hot day again, and nothing was done. And I was like, "Hey." What happened? Where's the AC? And he says, oh, uh, I get there, and you had no AC units there. So what am I there to install? You just wasted my time today. And I was, whoa, pop your brakes, homie, because I specifically <laughs> asked him when he took the AC units out if he would be able to come back and put them in in the summertime. And he says, I threw them away. So why would the landlord tell you that I would come and bring it back? I'm like, why are you throwing away two perfectly good air conditioning units? He's like, they're in the trash. So I told the landlord this, and he's like, oh, yeah, I let him hear about it because you shouldn't have done that. But the best I can do is if you buy them, we can install them for free. I'm like, you should be installing them for free anyway. Why am I paying for you to put them in the window? You know, like, I don't. I can't. T- All right, let's get let's get the Kickstarter for Marcus's new apartment <laughs> ASAP. This is this is getting out of hand. Like I'm just sitting here, just hot, man. And I got a fan going, but you know that that New York humidity in the summertime, man. Tomorrow it's supposed what to be floor ninety. You I'm on the fourth floor. Ooh. So that heat's coming up That's here. Hot. Yeah. You remember that that Very that hot. Boston apartment? You get past the fourth floor and you just get knocked over by just hot air. Oh man. I, well, I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. You man. Know, just... I was ho- I was hoping for some good news. Uh, you know, I I didn't have much faith that. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't give you. I gave you a forty percent chance that he was going to put it in, and turn into zero. So here oh, I am, man. sitting low, got the lights off, keeping it cool in here. Yeah, my AC I gotta say is flowing. I'm feeling it's a little cool. You in got here. central in there, I, right? I like it. Oh, oh, I got that central. Of course <laughs> I do, man. Uh, it's great. I love it. I'm feeling good. You look comfortable. We, w- <laughs> thank you. Uh, so listen, man. We got we got a lot to discuss today. It's a big. We week were gonna do the podcast up. Monday, and I said to you, let's maybe just give it a couple of days because it's gonna be it's early Monday. I'm like, just little things are gonna start happening. You reminded me that it, the NBA awards was Monday night. Not really a big deal, but. Today we're going to have a little fun with it. We have our own little Let's Talk Knicks Awards first annual coming up. Uh, cue the music. Um, so <laughs> let's 
let's dive right in. Let's free agency is all the talk right now. But let's first talk about the draft. Last episode, we hit it hard with the draft. Everything pretty much happened as we expected. The New York Knicks drafted RJ Barrett. RJ, welcome to New York. With the third pick in the 2019 NBA draft, the New York Knicks select RJ Barrett from Toronto and Duke. I'm happy. It was a good moment. The tears, his father. You know, it was just a nice night. I I, I really enjoyed it. Did did you? Did you have a a good night watching? Uh, you watched, oh, I assume, yeah, right? Of course, I watched. Uh, I felt. I mean. I was nervous because you never know what could happen. And I was just like, these idiots you are going to do maybe, something. Yeah. And they made the right pick. And I got to say, this is the first time in our lifetime that I can remember cheering a draft pick. Everyone in there was cheering for R.J. Yeah. Barrett. And I, I, I'm not, I honestly can't remember the last time that happened. Patrick Ewing was probably the last time that happened. And we were a year away. So probably. Yeah. <laughs> didn't see it. Didn't hear it. It just, it was the easiest thing for the Knicks to do. They didn't have to do anything. Whoever fell to three of those three guys, there was a slight, slight chance it could have been John Morant. No one really thought that all the reports were coming out. But you can't screw that up. Just take R.J. Barrett. Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) And they did. Lots of cheering fans. It actually made me a little more nervous. The fact that everyone was just cheering and happy. Spikes out there. Yeah, I mean, think back. But I feel good. Think back to, I mean, amongst the Knicks, the Giants, the Jets. There's always some booing going on in the crowd. Yeah. And this is one of the only times that it's just and I'll say, a great pick. You know, I know the Porzingis thing has happened and stuff, but I've always been saying the Knicks finally are like, they're building and it's tough to watch. I mean, last year, 17 wins is tough. But the Jets, too, their last few years of picks been very good. No, like, the bad teams in New York, are they seem to get it as far as building who to take. Don't do anything crazy. I mean, Daniel Jones. No Daniel crazy Jones. Ronaldo Balkman <laughs> picks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Knicks take R.J. Barrett. We're both, I think, very happy. Yep. Any, any thoughts on the, the second round? Pick. So we took Bazankis. Iggy Brezdakis. <laughs> Is that his name? <laughs> Did I get Brezdakis. that? We can call him Iggy. Brezdakis. We just call him Iggy. He's he's our own Iggy. We got gone. We talk about we'll yeah. talk about Igudala a little bit later too. But uh, he's been making the rounds oh, and saying yeah, some crazy Iggy. things. So I love that Iggy talking talking trash in the offseason. <laughs> so, but I I like this kid a lot and. Watch some highlights really? on it. He's got some game. You know, for his size, he can shoot the ball. He can drive to the basket. He's got some post moves. He moves well for his size. And he's a big dude. You know, like he's a str- lefty strong guy. Too. Lefty. But everybody's, so everybody's critique on RJ is that, yes, he's a lefty, but he can only go left. And he has no right. People worry about his right hand. But you watch this guy. A lot of his highlights, he's going to the right, too. He can yeah. finish on both sides, finish with both hands. And I don't know. The two of them, they got a good rapport in that press conference, you know, both from Canada. Uh, you know, Michigan has a good program that he's coming out of, and fans loved him there. So, And being from Michigan, didn't watch a lot of college basketball, but did catch a few games, and it just so happens that Michigan and Michigan State are on more than any other team. And this kid, a lot of energy. 
seems like a good fit for New York. Uh, he led his team in points. Still not that many. You know, was looking up his stats. They're they're nice, you know, for, for a college kid. But, again, love the energy. I think it was a nice pick. But I think the bigger thing is what you were hitting on before, that the Knicks took a guy who I'm not, like, scratching my head. Like, what are they doing? Like, who is this kid? I'm watching highlights. This kid sucks. It's just a nice pick. It's a nice second-round pick. Yeah, they'll get into Summer League, and we'll see what they can do. And, I mean, given how the team's constructed, I'm sure he's going to get some minutes in the regular season. Possibly, and yeah. I like that, you know, the – I think he's probably a four. And, he'll, or he'll and they play moved the up. Yeah, they moved. They moved up to get him. They moved up to forty. They were at fifty-five, I think. They moved up to forty-something to get him. So they must have liked something. I mean, we're liking their draft picks. They're not making bad picks the last couple of years, you know. Agreed. So and and last year the Mitchell Robinson late pick. You know, you just you're starting to like Alonzo Trier picking him up undrafted. Like you're starting to like what the Knicks are doing. So you. The fact that you're even just a little excited of this second rounder, that's a good thing. And maybe he's not even a Nick by the end of the season and they, they wave him. Who knows? But, hey, you know what? I like it. And then, you know, yeah, and adding these to the guys of uh, of last year and we have a lot of young guys and we're just going to have to wait and see. And I hope we're patient and we're going to see in the next coming weeks, uh, next month, who else the Knicks add and what kind of team they're going to put together. And we're going to watch these young guys grow. Knicks aren't making the playoffs probably or winning a championship anytime soon, but it's still somewhat fun to see these young guys grow. And, uh, Hey, you look at everything that happened with this draft. The Knicks got the third pick. They got the number one prospect coming into the college season in RJ Barrett. I'm not mad. Yeah, I'd that. say it's a successful draft night and, you know, we we sound optimistic. Is that is that crazy? That we're we're sounding positive. Yeah, we're sounding positive I mean, here, though. Yeah, it, it's optimistic, sort. I don't. I mean, I, mean, I don't I'm, mind this feeling. It's a. I didn't yeah. expect it. We haven't screwed anything up yet. We haven't done something that's made me go, "What the hell just happened?" But then there's next uh, week, and and, and there's next week. Anything could happen. <laughs> so b- before we get to free agency, we actually have a uh, another caller slash listener slash. Of the show. Recording um, from a fan asking a question, which will get us nicely into free agency. But before we do that, was there anything else outside of the Knicks that happened on draft night? Any thoughts? It's, it seemed to go pretty standard. There wasn't anything amazing that happened. Just a lot of, I think the takeaway from draft night was just the emotion of these young guys yeah, just, and how excited they were. Happy to it was make just it. a nice night. And I feel, it's, it's a good feeling to watch these young men just. Let their emotions out. A lot of a lot of fathers and sons just saying thanks, and they're ready to go. And I love that I love that clip of RJ when they brought him into the garden and showed him on the billboard on the jumbotron and the and his intro and his the look on his face was just like this kid is like I can't believe I'm actually a Nick. I'm actually here. Like he was he's pumped. And I love his attitude, yeah. man. This kid. <laughs> he's got some. He's got some moxie to him. I like it. Um, I gotta say, there was one thing that bothered me a little bit on draft night, and ball ball. 
<laughs> no, I. I <laughs> he didn't bother me at all. His suit, man, was fire. That was that was incredible. Uh, I don't understand what the Pelicans were doing on draft night. You made the trade of the offseason. You had a guy, Anthony Davis, who was leaving, and you made an incredible trade. You got all these guys, Ingram, Hart, and Lonzo, and the fourth pick. And you already know you're getting Zion Williamson. It's a pretty nice deal. And then you trade away the fourth pick for more later first-round picks. So what ends up happening is Atlanta, who I think won the draft, by picking up Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter in this draft, that's amazing that they were able to do that. I am like, wow. So now you've got a Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, and Cam Reddish, young group of guys. I love that. I Go Atlanta. We used to live there. Shout out to Atlanta. Great job. Those guys are all probably going to leave eventually. So, like, good job, though, getting these guys. But... New Orleans, you have all the... Why do you need more first-round picks, dude? You just got Zion. Take your fourth pick, whoever you want. We were all saying after the top three, it's like whoever you freaking want, and you're going to trade it and move down to eight. And they took a center out of... Uh, I, I don't even remember his name. Hey, might be a good player, and I get it. They need a center. Like, I just think it's a big mistake, especially early in the draft, for a team to go need over best player available. Take the best guy. Cause you don't know if Lonzo's going to stick around. Probably not. <laughs> like you don't take Darius Garland, man. Take Deandre Hunter, take any Jared Culver. Like I, I just, it made no sense to me. I was, I, I was riding high on everything new Orleans was doing, but I, I thought it was a huge mistake and go Atlanta. Good job. Great trade. All right. That's enough for <laughs> Let's get into free agency. So, uh, we got a call. Let's, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a listen. Hey, uh, it's Tony. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Uh, yeah, hear my thoughts. So clearly, you know, the Knicks are going to still give KD all the money in the world, even though he's broken because that's the most Knicks thing to ever happen ever. Um, but I want to talk about Kyrie Irving and how I don't want him on this team, mostly because I'm done with having these disgruntled folks on the team that don't know how to lead. And also, I don't know how I feel about a player who's not quite sure if the uh, earth is flat around. I think we really need to bring that in discussion. Additionally, let's not forget, Carmelo Anthony's not working right now, and no one has given him any money. And I think we might... Throw, I mean, what about throwing a couple dollars his way, having him hang out, come off the bench, because uh, he's still one of the best uh, scorers on the planet. Anyway, discuss. Let's talk next. Uh, appreciate the uh, the question, Toby. Really nice. Um, well, you you, you want to start with this? We got, we kind of got a three parter here. Uh, so all things we got to talk about. So first with Kyrie Irving. I don't understand, one, why the Nets are interested in getting him. Because as Agreed. Tony says, he doesn't want him. I don't even know if I really want him, but I don't know why the Nets want him. That's the question. Like, he's shown that he can't lead a team by himself. 
And if they're going to get rid of, if they're going to take him and get rid of D'Angelo Russell, that just doesn't add up. And I would assume they're only he would only go if Kevin Durant is going to go with him. But he's already set on going. I think KD is going to be the first domino to fall. So if he's locked in on going to to Brooklyn with or without KD, I just I don't understand that. But it means he wouldn't come to the Knicks. In the event that he does, uh, would I hate it? No. But I wouldn't want him by himself. <laughs> That's the thing. I just wouldn't want just him. Right. You got to have both of them. And... You know, KD, as we found out today, declined the player option. Some people thought yep. may or may not happen. So he's going to go into free agency. And like I said, I think he's going to be the first domino to fall. And it sounds like it's between Golden State, New York, uh, Brooklyn, and the Clippers. Right. So what his move is? I don't know. The Vegas has Brooklyn as the favorites. So I saw that. I don't know where this is coming from. All of a sudden, the Nets are the team. Like, I don't get it. And it would... I'd be well, furious if that happens. I get... I think the whole thing was that these guys wanted to come to New York. And I think what you're hearing is that Brooklyn has a better foundation for immediate success. The Knicks are just so young. And that's what we've talked about a lot. What I didn't get, even with Kyrie, a healthy KD before he got injured, I always thought, okay, you signed those two guys, but look at the supporting cast. Those guys can't play 82 games a year. And can those two guys carry that whole team with such young guys? And we've talked about, too, they probably add some other veteran pieces. And when you think about, okay, if I got Kyrie and KD, hey, I can make it work. But I can see why Brooklyn, if it's about winning also, you still get to come to New York, then it's also attractive. But also, but, you know, the the thing with the Knicks, though, is they, yes, they just have these young guys, but they can put in place those other vet players that complement KD and Kyrie. They can build around them with those extra guys. Brooklyn can't do that. Brooklyn's already set in who they have. So wherever they join, they just got to kind of hope it works. Because they, they don't have that wiggle room to bring in those, uh, those complimentary players. So the Knicks, as I'll give a shout out to Jalen Rose. He's been saying it for weeks, is the Knicks are a blank canvas. And whoever yep. these guys want, whether it's Kyrie and KD or KD and Kawhi, they could build surround, a surrounding cast with them and it's a bunch of young guys who are going to be molded into their into their supporting cast pretty much they'll learn to play yeah. with them they they can they can mentor these guys they can teach them the way to the right way to play that's going to help everybody win I got to tell you though Tony you're you're a mind reader buddy <laughs> because I I completely agree with Tony and my and I feel like I've been somewhat consistent on how I'm You've feeling. You've been saying it, yeah. But let's just, call, let's just call it like it is. This KD injury is a huge deal. And I, I, off the podcast, I talked to you a little bit about it. I'm 
KD is in his 30s. He just tore his Achilles. Coming back in your 30s from an injury like that, even when he comes into his second, the, you know, he's going to miss next year and come into the, into the, back into the league the second year, he's got to ease into that, man. He's not playing 82 games. And every season after that, as he gets older, 33, 34, 35, he's not playing 82 games. And he can't go a whole season. And he's going to be a lesser KD. His prime days are over. Now, when he comes back, is he still going to be one of the better players in the leagues? Of course. But does it make sense now to get a guy, Kyrie, who didn't get along with LeBron and walked, comes to Boston and, like, all the reports were negative. And I know it's easy for the media to this and that when a team's not winning too. But that team only getting fourth in the East, like, Kyrie's a little crazy, man. And he doesn't really play defense. You got a really young team where we need strong leaders in the locker room. I, with KD's injury, I am off the KD Kyrie combo. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. It's going to be giving these guys two five year max contracts, and we're going to be wishing we never did that in year three, four, and five. When RJ's getting better, Knox is growing, Mitchell's growing, Trier's growing, and we want to make other moves, we're going to be tied in that money, and we can't do anything. So, stories I'm hearing. I'm hearing about Julius Randle. Love it. Young guy. I'm hearing now Terry Rozier. Love it. Sign him up. Guy's hungry. Not getting the respect in Boston. Kyrie, get the hell out of here. Terry, come on in. Let's keep building with these young guys. We'll keep drafting. And as I said, you got to strike when the moment is right. And the only guy out of the max free agents that the Knicks have said they would give max money to, the only guy right now I would really want to give it to is Kawhi Leonard. And that's kind of a no-brainer because you bring him him in. Uh, if you bring, if you're able to bring in Kawhi and Kyrie, okay, that's a little different. They can start playing this year. Maybe I'll put a, I'll, I'll you'll, you'll say okay it. to Kyrie. <laughs> but personally, what I just watched Kawhi do, I almost rather bringing in Kawhi, Julius, Terry Rozier. Maybe we give some Moutier some money. We got Dennis Smith <laughs> Jr. I don't know. I think Kawhi's still a pretty young guy. You can make that. That's work. a young I team just, that could. Make some moves in the East, right. I think, for sure. Um, and Kawhi can still grow with this team. We could leave some money for next year. You know, there's things you can do. There's trades you can make with teams now because you have all these young assets. The KD thing and the, the Kyrie thing, I'm just – I'm with you, Tony. I'm, I'm off it. I'm, I'm over it. You know it. what I saw just now? That uh, report came out that KD's – the doctor who did surgery on him is the Nets doctor. So that could be a little foreshadowing on where he's going. If he's going to trust that team's doctor to do his surgery yeah. for him. Uh, good luck, I guess. <laughs> I think, I, th- I think you're, I think we're in agreement that we got to stay young. And it's not going to be – I don't think it's a failure, as some people would say. Like, if we don't get KD, then we totally screwed up this offseason. No, I don't think so. And the guy the guy can't play. He can't play basketball. Like, if we don't get KD, I think it's kind of that's a like, thing. That's like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, leave it to the Knicks to want to sign a guy who literally cannot play basketball. Um, but if they could get, if they could get Ka- uh, Kawhi to come along, man, it's a – it's a shot 
in the dark, I, but yeah. I still think there's a shot. I mean, maybe I'm just a crazy Knicks fan, but <laughs> again, I always say this too. I don't think any of these players even know what they're going to do yet. No one is locked in to what they're going to do. And I agree with you too about the Nets not understanding what they're doing with Kyrie when you could try to re-sign Russell and build that team. I just, I don't, they're on the right path. And to sign guards with past injuries in their early 30s, I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Coming off from a Boston team was a pretty good overall team with Brown, Tatum, Gordon Hayward. I mean, Terry Rozier, they market smart. Boston was on a bad team. They only finished fourth. And when Kyrie, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Smells a little fishy. <laughs> the Carmelo thing, Tony, that's where I'm going to have to uh, stop you in your tracks right there. <laughs> Bringing back Carmelo Anthony would be a disaster. There is no reason to do that. That is only going to lead to press and bad light. It can only end badly. It just leave it alone, and then you never have to think about it. He's not going to help the team win. Oh, he's a locker room. I don't, you know, we, we're drinking Gatorade now, okay? No more chocolate milk. <laughs> we're, the Knicks are fine. They don't need uh, a Carmelo Anthony. He tried. He went to OKC. It didn't work out. Like, there's a reason no team really wants him. Go, go let the Lakers sign, you know, Carmelo and JR and Tyson Chandler and Kenyon Martin, and they could bring the whole Knicks team from six years ago. But enough. Like, yeah, there, are, there are reports that Melo's interested in coming back yeah. to the Knicks. So like, okay, I'm sure, I'm sure he, he is. is. He hasn't gotten a paycheck <laughs> in a year. So if somebody's going to pay him, I'm like, but uh, yeah, I got to hit my mic. I got to agree that. Maybe yeah, it's not. It's not. On. It's not the time. You know. Maybe if he wants <laughs> to come back for like a couple games just to say he retired with the Knicks. Maybe like in two years, if he wants to do that, sure. But he's not gonna. How do you feel about the Knicks retiring Melo's jersey? Just made me think. Doesn't talk yeah. like should the Knicks Why? retire Melo's jersey? Why? I mean, what? what, what? Yeah, I don't. I get don't it. get it. Like people are so quick to retire jerseys these days. I'm like. You had to do something. We're not that franchise. It makes us seem desperate as a franchise. Yeah, the last the last uh, retired jersey was what, Ewing. Was he the yeah, last one? I think so. And he put. I mean, if you're not going to give Allen Houston, seriously, it, or something, exa- you know, like perfect example. Like you know what I mean? There's some other like, players that put in some work for <laughs> these for these on. Knicks. Me- forgetting forgetting the Knicks to the second round of the playoffs one year. Come on, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, Melo, we love you, too. I, it feels like we're, you know, bad. Yeah, I still got Melo he's, he's had a hard time. Like, I, I love Melo. I love what he did for New York. Um, but, come on. We got, we got to move on, man. This, this whole – and that, it's this living in the past thing. And it's like – You're living in the past, That's man. what reminds me a little bit of, like, this Kyrie KD thing. That It's like, you got – like, we got to move forward. Who just won the MVP? We're going to talk about the NBA awards. Who just won the MVP? Giannis. It's a younger league now. Who just won the NBA title with MVP? Kawhi Leonard, man. It's it. That's why you were talking last time about LeBron. You're, you're not sold on the Lakers. You have a right to be concerned, man. The LeBron era, still a great player. I'm sure he's going to show some guys he's still got game, and he's still one of the top players in the league. Don't get me wrong, but this ain't the Heat going to the finals every year anymore. Yeah, I mean, he's loving it's, being it's in Space league. Jam right now. He doesn't care what's going on in the league. Space Jam too. You gonna it's see gonna it? It's gonna be terrible. Probably I'm probably gonna see it. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, was the first one really that good? But, you know, 
Actually, it was pretty Maybe good. a Sunday pretty afternoon. Good. Maybe a Tuesday. If I had nothing to do, I'll go check it out. <sighs> um, so really, I mean, overall with free agency, it's just like rumors about every... I've seen an article literally about every single free agent that the Knicks are pursuing. Only going to give max deals to the max guys. Okay, that's smart. Um, the only one guy I haven't heard anything about is Clay Thompson. We're going to find out soon enough, man. We're almost there. The Knicks organization is saying all the right things. They have been for a long time now, so I like it. I That's the thing. We're, we sound optimistic because we're hearing all the right things. We got to see but... some action, though. Yeah, so the last <laughs> I heard was they're focused only on Kawhi and KD. They're gonna talk. They're set to talk to them right when free agency starts. Then they're gonna go to LA and sit down with all of the second tier free agents. Right. Depending and, on how those and we know go. from the past too, those meetings can get canceled in the drop of a hat. You don't know what's gonna happen. I think all the teams say they have things scheduled and this and that, but you never know. If we can get a meeting with Kawhi, that would be beautiful. <laughs> but. I'm not buying the KD thing, Kyrie thing. Um, of those three, I almost feel like Kawhi might actually be the best chance we have of getting a free agent. Big Apple time. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh man, nothing would make me happier. But, all right. NBA Awards. Did you watch? I watched the end. Wow, you did. I didn't think anybody tuned in. <laughs> I caught the last, like, 40 minutes of it. So I saw, like, Coach of the Year. Uh, Who won that? Budenholzer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And J.B. Smooth. All right. right. J.B. Smooth, fellow Nick fan. Stupid. How does the coach of the Raptors not win that award? Because it's regular season? Regular season award. And J.B. Smooth said his name wrong. Stupid. <laughs> Called him Mike Budenhauser. Oh. And I was like, oh, this guy's got to say something. But that's Leon, you know. He does it every once. Big ball Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Long ball Larry. Oh, man. Long ball Larry. Long ball. Ah, oh, man. Long ball Larry. That's your new name. Giannis winning the, the MVP? Yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think everyone. It was going to be him or Harden. And um, better player on the of... better team wins. But you can make an argument for either, either one of them. Yeah. I honestly what. James Harden did this year with uh, carrying that team even to a four seed in the West. I think Harden kind of should have won. I think he's a better Giannis. Like his game isn't quite. I mean, he's amazing. He's a clear runner up in my eyes, but like game's not complete. Yeah, I just he he's just so much more athletic than everyone, and he can't really shoot. It's hard for me to give MVPs to guys who can't shoot basketball like that's why i get on like lebron a little bit of like i mean he's great whatever but like when the whole mj conversation i'm just like lebron's like an average jump shooter like you gotta be able to jump shoot. i feel like Giannis is gonna come back next season with a better shot like better game i hope his mechanics aren't bad like his shot looks good he just can't can't get in the hole because here's (laughs) what's gonna happen now next year he's gonna get better and now, is he going to win the MVP for the next 12 years? You know, like, that's what I'm I'm worried about every year now. It's going to be really hard to not give him the MVP when other players might have had better seasons. Um, although, honestly, a lot of these awards are pretty stupid. I don't think And I, there's no reason why they're doing it 
two weeks yeah, after it, the playoffs are over. Like, I didn't even right. remember the regular season. It's like, who cares? Yeah. They used to do it during the playoffs. Yeah. They could give them awesome. the award at the game. You could let them beautiful. cheer with the crowd and everything. I, uh, shout out to uh, Michael Rappaport. He, uh, he put out a, a tweet with that, with AI holding up the trophy in, in Philly. It was, I was, like, crying. It was <laughs> unbelievable. Um, Siakam got the most improved. I believe. I think we saw that. Lou and, Williams, uh, sixth man of the year. Third-time winner. Luke, yeah. And Lou, Sweet yeah, Lou. good for him. Dude, Clippers throwing out six-man awards. Like, it's nobody's business. <laughs> uh, that that should be a red flag right there, Kawhi, for you to go to the Clippers. I don't know. What is, is it like six years in a row? The Clippers have had a six-man? Or Jamal, Jamal Crawford has. Different teams? I think No, I think Jamal Crawford got it on the Clippers, too. Yeah, it's like that's that's a little worrisome. Like, you got a franchise that's got the six man figured out. Like, <laughs> should worry about those first five a little more. Um, that's that's not fair. I don't I don't need to. Why am I, I'm being I'm a little got a little angry <laughs> today. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but uh, the other thing I thought was interesting: Rudy Gobert wins Defensive Player of the Year, but doesn't make the All Star team earlier in the year. I mean, obviously you can't know. Uh, but he was he was definitely uh, considered to be snubbed during that All Star uh, game. Doesn't matter. You know what, Colbert? Good for you, man. Yeah. You're you're a good defensive player. You don't you don't need the All Star All Star weekend. Go go on a vacation. The you know? Eiffel Tower. Yeah. yeah. You know, the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> um, all right, man. So that, I feel like that's enough NBA awards I can take. I don't know about you. <laughs> that's, that's really. Um, the next segment is things that don't matter for 20 minutes. Um, let's talk about the first annual Let's Talk Knicks Awards. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. I put a lot of thought into this. this I'm day. ready to go. So I, I got yeah, answers. We hate the NBA awards. It's stupid. So we came up with our own awards. We got five categories, each with different subcategories within that category. It might sound confusing. It's really not, but. We also did not decide on an, on an award. We each have our own opinion. Maybe we can sway one another to give a unanimous decision instead of co-winners. Um, but you know what? It's the first annual Let's Talk Knicks Awards. So we'll see how it goes. And maybe next year it'll be a little bit more organized. Call in, tweet us, let us know what you think. You know, give us yeah. some opinions. I, I, I like it. Um, so let's start with, of course... The Knicks. And the first award for the best Knicks moment of all time. So, I think it's a generational question, but, so I'm going just off for of us, my lifetime. Uh, yeah, our lifetime in the last 33 years. But I gotta go That's with, right. I, I struggled back and forth between two. I feel like we're probably going to choose one of the same <laughs> Yeah, we're probably going to say that. But both took place in the same year. And yeah, it's the same. I think same I got to yeah, say the yeah. best Nick moment was Larry Johnson, four point play. Oh man. I went the other way. <laughs> I went the other way. And, and I can understand series closer. Dude. That's, it's a, it, it closes. Series. That's what I, that's what I was struggling with. Cause I was like, ah, oh, one's just a game winner. One is my, a series clincher. Yeah. But my favorite Nick, Alan Houston, the runner off the rim backboard. I mean, the LJ shot. I, I can't say you're wrong. Yeah, I was between. I the could same go. Two. Yeah, I was between those two plays. I thought about the dunk, but that which was just cool to see. But 
then yeah, no. looking back, I'm like, no, it's like, what's the significance of the series? You know, no, that was just that was midway through the okay. third quarter, four point play to close out a game, Eastern Conference Finals. Allen Houston for the winner, point eight seconds yeah. left. I mean, so I think we can crown those both. How much is that co? How much is that ninety nine totally playoff run? That. Yeah, <laughs> up until the finals. I mean, yeah. Let's get let's All give right. it to him. Love it. First awards out of the season. You guys can share it. Alan, Larry, great job. They're probably uh, have, sharing a steak right, right now. Get off the stage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, next, the next Knicks award, the best Knicks roster in our life. So I'm curious because this could go any number of ways. And so this is an easy one for is me. Is it? Because it comes in with the best Knicks moment. And that year, that year, I'm not going to go... Like, the Knicks making it to the finals. That year would probably be the closest. We could also look at years of, oh, it should have went this way. But for me, the 99-2000 Knicks, now you could argue, would that team have beaten the 94 Knicks? I don't know. But the best Knicks roster was that team that took the Knicks to the finals with the LJ four-point play, the, the Houston runner, and... They weren't. No one was going to beat the Spurs, so I don't even count that as a loss. They almost like I felt like they won the title that year. That was about as close as you're going to get. Spree, the energy, it it was, it was beautiful. It just it, it was so. At the end of that season and that roster, you know, you didn't have any bad feelings. It was just, it, it was the last time I felt good about the New York Knicks, and that was 19 years ago. So, those boys, Charlie Ward, Chris Childs, all of you. Um, I could go down and name every last one of you. I'm not. Uh, a little, a little Chris Dudley action. Oh, Ricky Dr. Brunson, Crash. Marcus Camby. I love you all, and I want to thank you for being my best Knicks roster of all time. So this one might be a little bit out of left field, but I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. I'm going with. Don't get too crazy. I'm getting a little crazy. I'm going with the 96-97 roster. Okay. I, had a, I, I know you, dude. I, I got a t-shirt that. that has that whole squad on. People love that shirt. It's a little, like, the 16-bit okay. t-shirt. Yep. That team, so we had, you had Ewing. You had Oakley. They just yep. gotten Larry Johnson. They just gotten Allen Houston. Charlie Ward. Chris Childs. The year. And John Starks yeah. coming it, off the bench winning six man. So John Starks was still there. And yep. this is the team, this is the series where everything, yep. they, could, they had it in them. They could have gone. I yep. think this is the team. My uncle says this a lot too. Give him a shout out. Yeah. Uh, that if not for that, that P.J. Brown, if not for him, they would have gone to, they could have beaten those Bulls that year. Yeah. And if not for Charlie Ward getting flipped by P.J. Brown and all these guys <laughs> getting suspended, they lost that series. But the way that team was constructed... I think was the best all around roster that they had. And that's the year, you know, and speaking of the last time the Knicks actually made a splash in free agency is probably when they got Allen Houston. That was the last like big name that worked out for them. Yeah. They made it. You're absolutely right. I, I, I can't argue with you, man. That was, that was also on my list. Uh, But I went with the, the feel good moments and I want, and I, I kind of just went a different route to get to my answer, but hey, I, I think that's a co-award 
Um, that's the team that what could have been like that was the that's the right, that was like the year. <laughs> if the Knicks don't get it this year, you know it, it's going to be sad. And just the way it went down. Um, I remember watching that game, and I was very upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you should be. Uh, well, congratulations to the '96 and '97 Knicks and the '99 2000 Knicks. Um, it just shows you how sad it is to be a Knicks fan that we're we're we got to go back to the '90s to uh, talk about our favorite teams and players. Uh, we have one more Knicks award: the best and worst coach. It's kind of the best and the worst. I want because I, I was like, oh, we should just do the best. I was like, oh, who's kind of the yeah, worst? We've been we've through, got, a we've through a lot of, lot of coaches. Bad coaches. Um, best for me, you're gonna think this is maybe a little bit weird. But I, I was judging just based on who was the best coach that the Knicks had, not who coached the Knicks the best, if that if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and I'm not going to go Van Gundy. I'm not going to go Riley. I'm going Larry Brown. Larry Brown. That's right. He never got the chance to coach the Knicks. And I will forever hate James Dolan <laughs> and the Knicks organization for that. Because that dude, when he got hired, I thought to myself, this guy can't do it. Nobody can. And he was never given the opportunity. And I have just always been a big Larry Brown fan, what he did in Philly. And I, I just think he's a phenomenal, phenomenal coach with a phenomenal resume and leave it to the Knicks to, to really destroy him. And uh, quick shout-out to the worst coach, Don Chaney. <laughs> Didn't have to think about it for a second. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, I went the, a little more of the obvious route and went with Jeff. Pat Riley. Ooh, Riley. Okay. I think. I thought you were going with Jeff for sure. I mean, I do love, but Jeff was on the staff. So he was, he's, a, he's, yeah, a, he's, still, he's uh, on team Riley, but maybe a Rambus, uh, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, Pat Riley changed the way the Knicks played. And that's when I like when I started watching the team in like ninety one ninety two is when they got Pat Riley and I was like all right cool this is what I'm seeing this is what I'm seeing about good basketball you know the no layup rule you know just a hard nosed guy I mean I yeah. still hate him for when he went to Miami but uh, I think I want to give him best coach that we've had I mean completely deserved. without him Great and without pick. him there's no Great Van Gundy so. You gotta yeah. start there. It's a great pick. And uh, for worst, I mean, so Cheney, yes, but I I gave my pick to Isaiah Thomas because ah. I it was the first time yeah sure. I ever went to a Knicks game <laughs> and actually <laughs> booed the coach. It's the first time I ever did. Like we paid like thirty dollars for these tickets, and it was the height of you know they wanted the pink slip yeah, outside bad, man. Did, did he sexually harass somebody i don't know maybe and i just uh man but i remember i remember those cheney years too just screamed at the tv why is alan houston not in the game and you put him in with a yeah. minute and a half left and you're down by eight what are you doing but you know We've had some stinkers. I remember staying up watching this game with my dad, and my dad just being like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, ah, it was terrible. Uh, so many to choose from on that end. Uh, yeah, Derek Fisher, I think, could uh, potentially even be in the mix. But um, we got... Just because of Matt Barnes's ex and all... <laughs> what are you doing, man? Um, well, let's go a little positive now. 
this is another another Nick yeah, category. Uh, yeah. And let's keep it on the best. I don't yeah, the worst. So we got the stuff. best the best Clydeism. And oh, this if dude. you can't see me, I'm wearing a Clyde t shirt that has one of the best <laughs> on it, but it's not my pick. Go with your pick first. So it was because so the T-shirt I got on is uh, "Bounded and Astounded," which is just a classic. Yeah, it's, a classic. it's just everybody knows that one. It's great. Yeah, I mean the and uh, I I like the saying when he says it of Swiss cheese D. Swiss when I first heard him say it, I was wow. like, "Oh, Clyde, you're just firing on all cylinders and just so many levels," oh. and. It was between, it was between that and precocious neophyte. <laughs> so you didn't go with any of the rhymes, because that was what I was struggling with. Like, how do you not pick a rhyme? Like a stand and rebound and swishing and dishing, swooping and hooping, razzle dazzle. I mean, there's because so he, many. Gives, he gives guy's... us so many. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, what what's what's your pick? The guy's just a wizard with the words. So yeah, I think I want to go. My favorite is just Swiss cheese D, man. It's it I, just you get it immediately. It's like yeah. Their defense has holes in it. He just put them together like it was nothing. It's so oh, easy. my God. It's just easy. What a phrase. Him. Love him. I got to say, I'm right there with you. I think it's a unanimous Swiss Cheese D award. Take the award, Clyde. Uh, yeah, I, I was I, I flirted with even swishing and dishing because of when somebody's swishing and dishing, that's, a, that's one of the highest compliments you can get because you're doing They're it doing all. Everything. You're doing it all on the floor. Um, so... Oh, there's just so many. There's so many. Swiss cheese D, though, it's just, it's too it's, it's, great. It's, it says everything, and I, it's I love it. It's beautiful. It's, it's poetry. Poetic. Exactly. That's what Clyde oh. does, man. And then, Best Clyde suit. So, yeah. Oh, you got you. No, I was oh. going to say, when Clyde yeah. accepts this award, what yeah. suits are you going to pick? You got to pick the I, best Clyde I, suit. Dude, I'm a big fan of that, that cow print. That's the exact one suit. I picked, the cow yeah. print. I, it's, when he wears that, I, I feel good about the game going in. <laughs> I just, I feel like we're getting a W. Um, it's so out there. He wears it a lot. That thing too. must I be like hot, though, man. I don't know yeah, how he's yeah, walking around the fashion, city in that. Man. He's, he's fashion sweating. over comfort. Come on. <laughs> I haven't learned that yet. Um, well, I mean, I guess I, I'm all for comfort. Yeah. I wear jeans and t-shirts yeah. every day. Um, we love Clyde. Clyde, you're the best. Friend of the show. You, you We'd really love are. to have you. We're, we'll we'll continue. We're going to try next year, I think, to do more Clyde type segments. Maybe just uh, maybe just do show. an episode at, at Clyde's Wine and Dine. A Clyde tribute? Yeah. Oh, at Clyde's Wine. Yeah. Come on, come yeah, on in. We'll, we'd love to have you. Um. Okay. So one of the, we talked about Clyde, but a, a more general sports thing. The best announcer, not named Clyde Frazier, in all sports, not just basketball. Now, is, is this off of MSG? No, this is just, this is the best announcer of the year award in all sports. You're going to think I'm crazy um, for the one I pick, but. Who'd you pick? <laughs> Tina Servasio? Ooh, I, I wish they gave her some more screen time. <laughs> when she, at the at that RJ press conference that she asked the question, she's like, Tina Servasio's? And I was just like, I saw RJ take a look like, okay. She's probably wearing that blue outfit. Love it. Love Tina. So I <laughs> As you know, I watch a lot of tennis. Love John. Love oh, John McEnroe. Dude, it's a great Wait, pick. He's he's a great announcer. You cannot be serious. It's just another um, New York guy. He's just he just says crazy things. I don't always agree with him, but it's hilarious, and I love him. Yeah. I'd like to give a uh, rookie of the year. It might be in his second year to Tony Romo. <laughs> the guy's crushing it. People he's, love uh, Romo. On he's there. a fan favorite in the football world. 
But I gotta I gotta give it to my boy Jim Nance. The guy does every sport. I mean, he's doing golf. He's doing football. He I, he could do basketball. He does college. He does it all because he's Jim freaking Nance, <laughs> and he should get the award every year. But uh, love the Johnny Mac. Pick. Johnny Mac. Yeah, I mean, it's a boy from Queens that just plays yeah. some tennis. Love him. So who gets uh, let's kick it to yeah? Uh, let's kick it to the NBA. We got we wow we're we got a lot here. Yeah. Let's let's cruise through these. We got a couple more NBA ones. The Grind Your Gears Award to the player who annoys you the most in the NBA. That's easy for me, I think, because I complain about it all the time. James Harden. Real? I thought you were going to say LeBron. I thought it was going to be an easy. LeBron oh my pick. god! How did? I... <laughs> Dude, you hate. I that. hate LeBron. How did? How did? How did that happen? <laughs> James oh my Harden. god! Wow. See, LeBron hasn't. Been, I haven't he? heard anything from LeBron in months, so I wasn't even thinking about it. Man, I hate LeBron. But but watching James Harden play is so irritating to me. I, for, for the last couple of years, yeah, I respect his game, but man, like he's not, he's not on like my Shandon Anderson list. But he's. But this year, it's a yearly award too. So the the Grinder Gears Award can go to because this year he was a little extra uh, annoying. More than normal, I would say. So I think I think that's a fair pick. Don't yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna give it to. Normally this guy doesn't bother me, but this year, watching Lance Stevenson out there, <laughs> just they're like out of the playoffs, and he hits a three in the third quarter, and he's acting like he just you know scored a touchdown at the Super Bowl, <laughs> and the whole team. I almost want to give it to the whole Lakers squad. Uh, just they yeah. Get, Take a walk, man. Um, most enjoyable player to watch. Let's go the other way. Turn on the TNT. Who are you, who are you hoping is playing? Who do you want to see on the floor? Who just who do you like to watch? I mean, I guess I go with the majority of people here. Steph Curry. Yeah, dude, unanimous. I, think that's just I, an I easy... hate that it's so obvious. Yeah, but too. He's fun to he's watch. He's a fun fun guy to watch. You know. Maybe watch him play a little. I'm surprised you said. I thought you were gonna have something sneaky. Nah, I just, I, I, yeah. It just hit me. Steph. I mean, he's out there playing mini golf now. Um. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Oh. Um. Now you had put this one. I'm curious what you said. the best NBA team name. I kind of don't even like this question anymore because I couldn't think of a good one. Like, yeah, me. You know what mine was? The Supersonics. They're not. Even, you know, that's, bring them back. What a great team name. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because they're not in the league anymore. You know, I think you. Yeah. I I I picked the Hornets because I like just. I I, I re- glad they went. Back I like to the Charlotte, I like yeah. it as the Charlotte Hornets. Just sounds cool, and yeah. I like those jerseys from the nineties. But yeah, uh, let's get to let's get to the one I really want to talk about. <laughs> so we're we're into another category here. We're talking food. <laughs> And yeah. I've got some strong you know we're feelings talk about on food here. At some point. Strong yeah. opinions, and I want everyone to hear this. So the first right. one is best chicken sandwich. Now you might think, you know, Chick Fil A—they're known for their chicken sandwiches. Everyone loves them. Does Shake Shack have a good one? Uh, I don't know. KFC. Do you want me? To, do you want me to kick off mine? Because mine's kind of an obvious. All right, one. give me yours, just so I can. Because I'm going to talk for a while. Spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's. I mean, it's it's a no brainer for me all day. So I'm going to never had a bad a bad one. I'm, I'm going to tell you, and this is a it's, it's a new it's a new one. Just came out. Popeyes 
came out Dude, you, with a chicken sandwich. <laughs> it is the best thing I think I've ever tasted. And I'm telling you right now, you have to go and get with it. The, I, I'm, the spicy chicken. They have a regular one, but you got to go with the spicy I'm, chicken. I, I'm a spicy guy. They, get, they put this spicy sauce on it. And yeah. Is it limited time? I, I don't know. I don't know why they haven't had this forever. You think it's crazy that Popeye's didn't have a chicken sandwich. And this isn't like... I never thought about that. That is kind of crazy. It wasn't like, you know, the three strips like KFC does. This is a thick chicken breast. Like, it is a hearty meal. I took <laughs> one bite out of this thing, and my taste buds exploded. I just put it back down and wow. said, oh, my God, this is amazing. I got to say, I, I just... Uh... Put it in the old uh, Google, and uh, the people have spoken. This to is getting my highest recommendation. Yeah, people are going nuts over this thing. It's, okay, you, I will. Um, I thought about getting it tonight, but I, I, I wanted to be able to sit and savor it and enjoy it again. Sure. My, sure. my brother, the young, uh, he, he gave it a taste, and he says Whew. his first reaction: "This should be illegal." Is wow. what he said, and I said, "You are a hundred percent. It's unbelievable." Is this Tony? Is this Tony this or is Matthew? Matthew? Matthew, lo- oh, okay. Matthew loves the meal. If it was Tony, he should, he should think about that Carmelo comment <laughs> and uh, have another chicken sandwich and just take some um, time. But yeah, okay. Matthew loves, it. Okay. He loves a good the chicken sandwich. And when he, he tried it first, and he's like, you got to try it. But I tried the regular. Get the spicy. Let me know what you think. I gave it a taste on Sunday. And man, <laughs> I'm telling everybody, they got to try this. When thing. you give, you don't give a food recommendation too often. So I, you know, if I see the passion, I'm, I, I I could go on for another 10 minutes just describing the experience. Ooh. Unreal. So um, I didn't even... Wow. It's, it's taking the award. Does it even matter? Like, we go, best fries? I give those... Do you want to say it at the I same time? I give those Popeye's too. What? what? Yeah. Bold you, statement. You're not, how can you not give it to McDonald's? Because McDonald's fries have changed over the years. They were better in the early to mid-90s. <laughs> they changed the oil that they were in, so they don't taste the same. Wow. And like they're they're good. I'm eating some right now, but Popeyes, Popeyes seasoned fries, those Cajun fries, they're good. And I'm upset that I I gotta say under most underrated fries, White Castle. Oh, the crunk. You like the crinkles? The crinkles. Love the Nathan's. Crinkles. Has no one does Nathan's the crinkles the anymore. Crinkles. Oh, Shake Shack has crinkles. Under- Shake Shack. I've only been to Shake Shack once. I didn't. You, I, didn't I, mean, I got a cold burger from there. I was. Very you're not missing much. I'll, I'll go back. Not a big fan. It's okay. Speaking of burgers, best burger. Popeyes? <laughs> I wish they knew But yeah, they what, uh, so I had one picked and then realized we can go, we're not just going regional here. You can just pick from anywhere. So yeah, they are true. similar burgers, but one tastes better. Originally, I picked the Rodeo King burger from Burger King, and which is just like a heart attack between a bun. Sounds It's like- delicious. But Carl's Jr. has the Western Bacon Burger. And this thing, I love the Charbroiled Burger. It tastes, all their burgers are better than Burger King. Both Charbroiled. Interesting. But it's got. I've never really dabbled in Carl's. It's got the burger, patty, cheese, onion rings, and barbecue sauce on there. It is phenomenal. Great burger. (sighs) What do you got? Disappointed. I mean, I'm a classic guy, dude. I was between the Whopper and the Big Mac, the two big boys. Whopper changed my life when I first had one. With everything? But, oh, yeah, of course. 
but I got to give it to the Big Mac because there is just something about the Big Mac. There is nothing in the world like a Big Mac. It is the most unique, delicious, perfect, satisfying. I've never been disappointed in a Big Mac. It is just always wonderful. And that's why McDonald's is McDonald's because of the Big Mac. You remember, uh, you know the jingle, right? From Housewives? No, all the ingredients. <laughs> yeah. I don't get I can't remember. Do all beef party, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. I'm all over it. Have you had a Big Mac before, by the way? In my life, I have had three Big Macs. Wow, that's crazy. And I was not crazy impressed either time. I was just never a Big Mac. I don't know what I it is. To, you're not, yeah, you don't seem like a Big I don't Mac know, guy. I just wasn't a Big I, Mac guy growing up. We're on different ends of the spectrum in the burger world, but hey, to both burgers. Congratulations. Popeye's chicken sandwich. I dude, I haven't even had this sandwich, and I think I'm gonna give the Popeye's chicken sandwich the award just on the pure passion. for the whole food category. Uh, I think it should take it. It is Um The fries thing, I think you're nuts. But that's fine. I, I think you might be a little bitter that McDonald's fries aren't as good as they used to be, but they're still miles ahead. You are eating right now. McDonald's fries <laughs> during this cast. <laughs> By the way. Um, okay. The last category, we got in a pretty heated debate uh, about the Lion King. Uh, not really a debate, but we did. We made a bet, and we have also decided that that bet is going to be uh, the closest Rotten Tomato score. That's what we decided. We gave in our votes. I think you had a 68. I had a 76. Mm-hmm. The winner will receive a Lion King t-shirt of their choosing, which I'm very excited about. I have not decided the t-shirt yet, but I will uh, tweet that out probably as soon as I do. I love a free shirt, though. So. You will be giving uh, to me after I win this thing. First award, the best Pixar movie. Now, this is an all-time award. This isn't of the year because, you, you know, they only come out with so many. But... The best overall Toy Story Four did just come out. I, saw I haven't it. seen it yet. It was wonderful. I highly recommend it. People who are uh, listeners to multiple episodes are probably wondering why I talk about Disney every episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just who I Don't am, be sorry. and it's part of it's my life. <laughs> and Disney's doing it to me, man. It's not my fault. <laughs> all these movies are coming out every every freaking week. Um, best Pixar. This was. My personal might be my favorite, Monsters, Inc. I'm a huge Mike Wazowski guy. <laughs> Monsters University was whatever. That kind of took it down a notch. But for me, the best Pixar movie ever made, it's Toy Story, dude. It, it just, it's, and going to this movie reminded me how pure Toy Story is as a, as a, as a franchise, as a movie. And I'm going to go back and watch one, two, and three. Uh, it, it, it's really a no brainer for me. I, I took a little time to think about it, but it's Toy Story. So I might I might ruffle a feather or two here. <laughs> and because we had this conversation earlier, I think I got to say Toy Story 2 is the better overall. I mean, and it's not a slight to Toy Story because I love Toy Story for years. Toy Story no, was my I mean, number you're, one. You're loving the... the but I yeah, watched Toy Story 2 uh, last weekend. And I think it's just a perfect movie. Like, it, it, 
it takes you everywhere. It's got laughs. It's got tears. It's got hope. It's got, you know, anything you want in a movie. And they do it in 88 minutes, which is yeah. fantastic. The Toy Stories, as they go on, they get more emotional. They bring more emotion. Yeah, I still haven't it. watched the third uh, one again since I saw it in theaters. because yeah. it. You need to go back and watch the first one, man. I watched the first one I mean, a few that, weeks ago. I got yeah. them both. It's not that crazy of a statement, but it's... You could find there's a lot of people I think that could make an argument for Toy Story Two is great too, but it's man, it's a good movie, and I just felt great coming out of it. And okay, I want to. I mean, we could just give it to the Toy Story franchise. (laughs) Yeah, I think let's just give it to the Toy Story franchise. I was gonna say, yeah, Toy Story, great job. Uh, You're you're the anchor of of Pixar, Disney Pixar today, and just thank you, thank you for what. You do Tom Hanks as Woody. The fact that even Toy Story 4, that Woody, like, still being the main character, he's a cowboy. Cowboys aren't cool anymore, <laughs> but he makes it cool. Whew. Got the dog barking in the background, man. He's, he's pumped. <laughs> All right. So we have two more to give out. This is, we're going to wrap up the episode on this. One of our favorite shows. Best sitcom ever to hit the airwaves. Seinfeld. Happy 30th anniversary. It's it's a it's crazy that it's been uh, thirty years. That's it's pretty. And wild. that they're still all so good and yeah, relevant. So I good. make a Seinfeld reference at least yeah. two to three times a day, and no one ever gets it. But our first podcast, we did a segment called "Can't Stand, Can't Stand You," <laughs> and it was great. It it, I, I, it it really, ever since then, we've really been taken off. Um, I think we have an average of a. Half a follower added per episode since. Um, so so let's hear it. This this one was the toughest one to pick I'm, by I'm far. Still, I was doing like research. I'm still dude. trying to figure it out. I have my best Seinfeld episode. Best. Ugh. We do the character first, and then wrap okay. on the. We'll end it on, on the best. best okay. Okay. Favorite Seinfeld character, not of the big four. I got mine. I think I wonder if you can guess mine. I, let's see if we can guess each other's. I think I was between two. I was I was very close between two. I think mine might be one of those two. Oh man, we have the same one. Um, this is Frank. <laughs> that was my set, my runner up. I love Frank Costanza. He anytime he's in an episode, he's one of so easily one of the best characters on the show. But, but there is one ahead of him that is featured in my favorite episode as well. I went, and that is Jack Klompus. That is that's who I picked. <laughs> take the pen. Oh no! Go ahead. I couldn't. Come on, take the pen. I can't take Do it. Do me a personal favor. No, plate. I'm not take the pen. I cannot take it. Take the pen. Are you sure? I'm positive. Take the pen. Dude, he just every scene he is in. The pen. Take the pen. Take the pen. Do me a personal um, favor. Take the pen. <laughs> Fun fact, George Costanza is not in that episode. And that was going to be my favorite episode because of Jack Compass's appearance in that episode. But when I realized that George Costanza is my favorite of the top four, was not in that episode, how could that be my favorite episode when one of my favorite characters is not in that episode? Interesting. 
Yeah, didn't know that, right? I was thinking back, like, yeah, that's right, because they go yeah. down to Florida, he, him and, and it's just they're down there the whole time. Him and Kramer are the only two not in that one. Yeah. And Kramer is not in the Chinese restaurant. Correct, so yeah. It was almost George uh, wasn't in it, and then he got upset. And, and, in those, and those were some of the earlier episodes where they hadn't quite figured out that formula uh, quite yet. So the show really changed. It really hit its stride, like, what, season three, late season three, four, I think. Um, But my favorite episode of all time, the Cadillac. Come on, take a ride. I want to take a ride. Why not? I don't feel like taking a ride. Do I have to take a ride? He doesn't want to take a ride. What do you think? I've never ridden in a Cadillac before. Believe me. I have ridden in the Cadillac hundreds of times. Thousands. The Cadillac? Jerry buys his father really? a Cadillac. You think I've never been in a Cadillac before? <laughs> um, Jack Klompus is in it. Uh, you know, just the whole... Uh, everything. You got you got Kramer back home with the cable guy <laughs> trying to avoid him. It's amazing. You got George, who's uh, dreaming about Marissa Tomei. It's just... Oh my God! It top to bottom, every character is hitting every point. Elaine's falling in love with Jerry because she finds that he's making all this money <laughs> where he can buy his father a Cadillac. Um, Klompus is in it so much. It is Morty. Jerry's dad is another character I really like. Not the the weird early Morty that like appeared in a couple episodes. Uh, my wallet's gone. My wallet's gone. I mean, there's just so many good things. <laughs> Uh, really big fan of that episode. It it was a tough one. There, I I love Seinfeld. There's so many good episodes, but the Cadillac, you, uh, and it aired a day after my birthday. It's a two parter too. It is a two parter. You're absolutely right. Look at that, two episodes more. <laughs> <laughs> so are we say so the best the best episode. Best episode. I can give you my favorite and then the best, but because they're two different episodes. Actually, oh God, it's well, it's give, so you tough. Gotta give okay, your best, man, you gotta give your best. My favorite is my best. Like I, I think these are interchangeable. In this case, I, I could argue they're interchangeable, but maybe not for you. Uh, God, um, come on, you let it out. Just scream it out. So the be- I think the best episode. Has to be. Uh, I mean, uh, the soup Nazi's good. <laughs> Come on. You know which one I love? Okay, I love. We're playing them off. We're playing the music. <laughs> We're playing the music. You gotta wrap The up. limo. O'Brien oh, and Murphy. Really? O'Brien <laughs> Is the most ridiculous one. episode, but it's so funny. And the fact that you can get away with doing that on television is just like. Those early seasons when they, like, you know, I think the contest was that season, too. They could just yep. Con- yeah. get away with such ridiculous things on television. And you have the, <laughs> the relatable situation. Everybody thinks of something like, what if we did this? What if we just went with yeah. one of these guys and took their limo? Yeah. It's a great premise for an episode. And then he turns out to be yeah. a, a Nazi. So, <laughs> or leader of the Aryan I'm- Union. 
I love that you picked an episode like that because I, I think we both picked an episode too that shows that we are true Seinfeld fans. Deep cuts. And we didn't go with like the soup Nazi, you know. I almost, I really like the opposite that, episode. I was thinking about that one too. Opposite. Yeah, it's a great episode. The contest, you know, uh, the Merv Griffin set episode, <laughs> also just classic. Um, but I think we both picked episodes that are really ones where you go, huh, yeah, that, is, that was a great episode. The marine biologist, um, so, another another good one. Marie, that was in the. Oh my god! I mean, that's that line. That is one of my favorite lines of just hearing Larry David's voice voice at the. Is anyone here, marine biologist? <laughs> <Is> anyone here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so. Did stupid. you see the I, clip I sent I'm, you that was the uh, talking about this episode? Which one? The marine biologist. I did not see. Where that. they talk about that final uh, monologue that George is given about. When he got the pull the golf ball out, and that like an old man returning soup, and that was that yeah, one? and that whole that was yeah. one take, and they wow. they wrote it. Jerry and uh, Larry wrote it the day before, and they said to Jason Alexander, they're like, "Can you do this monologue?" And he's like, "Yeah, I can do it." And they gave him one take to do it because they were going to start laughing through it again, and boom, he did it all that first take. I love it. I love it. Um... So, Man. all right, like every award show, we're running a bit long. It's a good episode, though. Hey, it was the first annual, and we'll, we'll, we'll clean it up next year. We, we came in hot and heavy with the awards, <laughs> but hot and heavy. <laughs> who's hot that. and who's heavy? You just can't stop. You can't stop. Uh, so, hey, man, it's been real. These next couple of weeks, we're, we'll be doing a cast soon. Things are going to be happening. So, well, and, uh, I gotta, I gotta let you know. I'm gonna try to do it, but I'm gonna be out of town when free agency starts. I'm headed. When free, okay. I'm hey, headed across the pond. It's be a long for a summer, week. man. Well, you, you enjoy your vacation. You have fun. Ooh, but if something happens, ooh, man, I, I held that whole podcast without drinking, <laughs> and that, oh man, that was bad. I gotta, I gotta get a new. Get mic. some, get some Lysol. Um, on whew. <laughs> yeah. Man, that was bad. But <laughs> you stink. <laughs> you stink. It's been real, man. Yeah. Great, Great cast. Kid. We hope you enjoyed Go it. Go Knicks. Go Seinfeld. Congrats to all of the award winners. And hey, we'll talk to you next time on Let's Talk Knicks Podcast. <laughs>